listener, and that's what we're talking about. We're talking about being good listeners and shutting up, asking questions, and let the person you're interviewing write your copy because they're the experts. They know what the market wants. Their dreams are what your buyer's dreams are. So why would you think that you could come up with it if you have no idea about the field? You're just listening, and they're writing your copy for you. They're talking it for you. Hi, I'm Michael Sunoff, founder and CEO of HardToFindSeminars.com. For the last five years, I've interviewed the world's best business and marketing minds. Along the way, I've created a successful publishing business, all from home, from my two-car garage. When my first child was born, he was very sick, and it was then that I knew I had to have a business that I could operate from home. Now my challenge is to build the world's largest free resource for online downloadable MP3 audio business interviews. I knew I needed a site that contained strategies, solutions, and inside angles to help you live better, to save and make more money, to stay healthier, and to get more out of life. I've learned a lot in the last five years, and today I'm going to show you the skills you need to survive. a 30-minute consult I did with a gentleman named Corey. Corey had ordered my audio marketing secrets course and had also invested over $30,000 in his education on direct mail copywriting and marketing. He called me to ask my advice on how to step it up to the next level. I give him my best advice on how to use audio to do that. I hope you enjoy. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Corey, how's it going? Good. Got my email? Yeah, I got your email. Let me start with that, okay? I'm just going to read that. It says, obviously, I'm prepared to outsource what I need to. Leveraging the knowledge of an expert is an obvious tactic in order to make my goal possible. I also know that the sales copy is the make or break point, and I have to put on the hat of market researcher, product developer, copywriter, marketer, etc. And I'll add that I've been thoroughly in all of the above fields. I'm basically looking for a solid strategy to create create the info product in a manner that lets me write sales copy that will be successful in the market. I'm sure that there must be a strategic way to approach breaking into markets, but I'm seeking some guidance. I'm very well grounded on nearly all direct marketing principles, 30000 bucks plus education. Currently, I only have two underachiever-type websites. They both focus on making one-shot sales via targeted Google AdWord traffic in their respective tight-niche markets, and they are metalplatingbible.com and glassblowingbible.com. Now you want to get serious and start creating real businesses that make 100 k plus. I'm aware of the back-end sales strategy is a must. Well, let me ask you this. You spent 30 grand on marketing information? Yeah, or more. I'm a really young guy. I'm only 23, actually. But I've been pretty obsessed with this stuff. Probably the first course I stumbled upon was Corey Rudels, the late, great Corey Rudels. Yeah, how long ago? That was probably when I was 17. Another big turning point for me was Marlon Sanders' Amazing Formula. He really broke that stuff down into the fundamentals and really made a lot of sense. But pretty much you name it, every major guru out there, probably most of them, internet-focused gurus. I bought all the courses. Are you pretty skilled on a computer? You do all your own computer stuff? Yeah, I'm really skilled. The one thing I haven't really tasted much of was like the old great guys like Dan Kennedy and probably the internet guys learned from and stuff. You ever study Jay Abraham stuff? I got a, as a gift somebody gave me one of his things. 
self-marketing. I didn't really get to look at it too much. But I just want to be able to just go where the money is. I see the benefits in being able to just spot demand, and obviously my interest is in information products. That's what I really want to do. I see the, uh, the benefit in being able to just spot demand for all different types of information, and then somehow get a product created that solves the problem or gives the people what they want, basically. That's smart. That's the most important thing is to shop for the demand first before you even create your product. That's part of my problem. Is I'm looking at it like my main goal is to be able to eventually break into competitive markets and then start developing a real business, but I'm obviously not an expert in all the different topics as far as writing sales copy goes and sales copy that stands a chance. Sometimes you need some kind of a hook or angle or you need some kind of credibility or expert status. The thing is you don't need to be the expert. Now, let me ask you. I know you just ordered the audio marketing secret. You haven't really gone through that yet, right? I went through it. It's nothing to do with the course, but it seems like it was more geared towards people who already had their expertise or had their niche selected. Right, because it was how to take your existing ebook and increase the value and turn it into an information product. That's okay. It'll still relate to you. It'll relate to any market. You've got a couple ideas here, and I'm not saying these are the ones you want to pursue for the big time, but metal plating Bible and glass blowing Bible, and those are basically e-books, right? I have no interest in any of the topics, but there are little pockets of demand I found, and it turns out there's a lot of demand for them. How's it going? Are you moving some of them? Yeah, this one's been a little slow. I was pretty much averaging at least four or five sales a day for each of them. Oh, that's great. They pretty much each get like a 3% conversion rate. Who wrote all the copy for that? I wrote the copy myself, and it's not the best copy, but the key component of this whole like sort of underachiever system is what it's based on, which is basically you throw up a survey page and drive traffic to the page. You ask them the number one biggest question on X topic, and you come out with this list of questions, and those questions actually become the bullet points. That's the power of that system. All right, so you've got a couple little products that you're selling have high demand. I mean, moving three or four books a day, five books a day, has it kept up, or is it up and down? Oh, it's a metal thing has been up for like six months plus totally steady and by the way what I said before that's just my ultimate dream but I also know that if I possibly could work with the ones that I currently have another one of my areas of focus is developing a back-end sales strategy because the, the big money is going to be in having multiple products I know well any topic you have can be developed into that let's say metal plating isn't the ideal thing or glass blowing isn't your passion but they're two little niches that have some legs right do you see ways of optimizing this market demand into higher-end stuff? Is that something you'd consider? Um, pretty much for both of them. My general idea would be to go into a much more multimedia experience type of course, like DVD, video. Well, let's use one of these just as an example for the purpose of our talk, just supposing that this was something you really wanted to develop. As an example, what I say can be related to anything, because you've got a niche here, you've got proven demand based on the last six months of orders from your ebook. Which one is doing better, metal plating or glass blowing? Or about the same. I would say metal plate is more with the track records. The uh, other one's only been up for about a month. Who's buying these? What's the market and why are they buying it in a nutshell? Because I didn't read the whole thing. Believe it or not, this whole approach is not too customer-centric. But what I can tell you is just from the survey questions, for both topics, there's a lot of little things that are involved in the overall big topic. For glass blowing, some people want to learn how to make glass pipes. Some people want to learn how to make beads. Some of them, I know it's the business opportunity that it provides. But there's about 10 to 20 different little things that are all under the main scheme of the big topic that they all want to do. And they're in the bullet points. Like, you're going to learn how to do this. You're going to learn how to do this. All right. And then the metal plating, is that for businesses who are paying money for metal plating? I actually did some intensive customer surveys. And a big theme is that people who, because of their business that they're in, have to do metal plating once in a while. And they normally outsource it, which is very expensive. So they wanted to figure out how to do it in-house. 
a lot of them are motorcycle type places where there's chrome. It's all over the spectrum though. So I always think that would be an expensive back end of trade because there's only so much you can learn from my ebook, which is just how to information and it's a very technical topic in nature. So it would cost me probably at least five thousand dollars to get a back end product created. I assume that that's the next logical step from the ebook. What do you sell these things for? Twenty nine bucks? Twenty nine ninety five. Right, twenty nine ninety five. That's about what books sell for. The whole idea in the audio marketing secrets is to up the price and build the value by using audio. You wrote the copy for all this, but at the same time, let's say for glass blowing, there is a business opportunity in there available. Whether it's a mother at home who wants to learn glass blowing to make beads, or if you sell the opportunity of making beautiful vases or paperweights with colored glass, showing that opportunity that you can make some money. So you're selling a biz op, right? I'm assuming that is definitely one of the ways you can go with it. All right, that's one way. And you can always get more money selling a biz op than you can selling just information on a subject. Okay, so let's just say we took glass blowing and we turned it into a business opportunity. So you've got your $29 book, but how can we turn that into a $97 product or a $497 product? And you can do it very simply by interviewing experts in the field. So you could find maybe four or five of the top expert glass blowers or the five people who are making 100 k a year making things through glass blowing. And you call them on the phone and say, how would you like to be interviewed for a product we're coming out with called Glass Blowing Secrets or whatever? And they look at it as free publicity and they get to toot their own horn and they have someone who's willing to listen to everything that they've been doing, which is pretty rare in a lot of cases. Are you thinking that this is a second product or a back-end product? Either a back-end product or it could be your front-end product. The whole idea is to use audio to increase the value, whatever if you're selling. So instead of selling books for 29 bucks, you can sell a product for 4.97 or a couple thousand or a thousand bucks or 3,000. That's definitely a good tip. Absolutely, and it's so easy to do. And you don't have to be the expert. You just got to be the guy asking the questions. And if you're interested in the subject, and we're just using glass blowing as an example, but let's say you found a topic or a market you're really passionate about, and you're really interested, and it's fun for you to learn about. And as you're interviewing these people, you're grilling them, and they're divulging all their secrets, and you're recording all that. Now those recordings will be transcribed, and then those transcripts become part of your sales copy when you're putting your letter together. That's good. I'm just saying, you've got an automatic little selling thing. It's very simple to create audio to bump that product up to a product that sells for 500 to 1000 to a couple thousand dollars. And the more you talk, the more you make. That makes a lot of sense. I've been thinking about trying to get into this more competitive type of a niche. And obviously, the content of the information product is directly related to what you're allowed to say about it in the sales letter. And let's say I'm not an expert in a given competitive niche, such as dog training or eBay selling secrets, which I know are two big ones right there. What's an approach I might be able to take to somehow get my foot in the door, especially in regards to the sales message. To have a competitive sales message compared to everything else out there? Because theoretically, I can take a look at a top-selling course that's already doing well and basically copy all the main benefits into my own version of the product. You want to niche it. So instead of a course on how to make 100 grand a year selling on eBay, you make it how stay-at-home mothers can make 100 grand a year selling on eBay or selling baby clothes on eBay. You look at all the different topics on eBay. You've got to niche it. The more you niche it, that's how you have a competitive advantage, even though all the teachings are the same as the general course. It can be the same course. It can be the same letter, but you customize it just like when they send you your electric bill. It's customized for you, and there's places throughout your copy that you can personalize for that specific niche, add and replace if you structure it right. But there's always going to be one guy that's going to go for the jugular, like the biggest portion of the niche. 
You're saying don't try to compete with that guy because he's already done it? I love competition. If you see a lot of competition, generally, the market's so huge. If you're competing with four or five other players in the market, you'll love competition because they're out publicizing the opportunity and the product and the information. And then there's pretty savvy shoppers out there. If they're searching around and they find what you have and you're doing it better, you're going to win them over. So you out-market them. You offer them risk-free. Almost all my products that I sell, you saw, it was an offer. You don't pay anything for 30 days. If you saw two competitive offers and they're both about the same, who are you going to go with? Do everything you do to make the most resistance. Yeah, and a guy who does that believes in his product, which I do. So you outmarket them, and also what no one else is doing is they're not increasing the value of their product. They're not using audio to beef up their product. The immense value audio has to a product, doing interviews, interviewing experts, it's so easy to do, and your customers love it, and it has so much perceived value. They'll pay more for that than your competitors. You know, like the whole idea of like the gun to your head thing that you have to succeed or something? If you were in this following situation where you just pick the niche where you know there's demand for information, that you want to end up creating your own product, but you don't have any knowledge prior, what is that one step two, step three that you do? All right, if you had a niche and you wanted to sell a product with that market, I would go to Circuit City. I would go buy a digital recorder. I use one called the Sony ICD as in dog dash ST25. My key factor here is that you're not an expert on the niche. That's one of the Absolutely. You're not an expert on the niche, okay? And you want to sell a product within that niche. You don't have to be an expert, but you know how to go onto Google and type in a subject on the niche, and you know how to ask questions and find the expert, right? You know how to go to a trade publication and see who's writing articles in it. You can find the articles that are written by the experts. You can talk to people in the niche and ask, who are the foremost experts in this niche? If you could have any of these guys teach you about this niche, who would you have teach you? Who are legends? in the niche, and you start collecting these contacts and these names in a way to contact them, and then you call them up or call their secretary and invite them to be interviewed about their business and about what they do and about themselves, and then you're just a guy asking the questions, and you do 10 of them. You find 10 experts on that niche, and you interview the hell out of them, okay? Would you do some prior research to find out what the best questions to ask are? Sure, that's very important. Now, here's what I would do for that. You go to Amazon.com, and you search a book about your niche. And then you know how on Amazon you can look inside the book. You can see the table of contents. They let you look inside the first few pages of the book. There's your questions. There's your table of contents. There's been experts who publish books, and they have your entire table of contents of all the important things of what goes in the book. And you have all your topics and questions to ask to follow along already done for you. So you print those outlines out, and you have a format in a nice orderly order, a table of contents of subjects to ask your experts. So let's say you want to interview barbecue pitmasters. Go to Amazon, type in barbecue pitmasters. You'll find plenty of books on it. You click on the book, look in the table of contents, print it out, or write down the different subjects that you think are pertinent to your interview, and then you have that series of master questions, and then you can ask all your experts the same questions. So you only have to get your questions down once. Then as you're doing the interviews, if you're curious about it, you just dig. You're like a little kid. Why, Daddy? Why? Why? Tell me why. What's the reason for that? Why do you use that? And you just keep digging and digging and go deeper and deeper. And then the guy you're interviewing starts to go into a trance, <laughs> believe it or not. He's going on, man. He's talking about himself. He is loving you because he's never been able to release all his passions about his expertise that he's been doing for so many years because most people don't care. You see? Here's a question that's on top. You told me the important 
importance of niching it as an end result. So would you have to keep some stuff in mind from the get-go, from the beginning? No, I don't think so. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. No, not necessarily, because that's in your pitch, okay? You can keep it all general. The more prepared you are, if you can think and write down 10 different niches of this product you want to go after, let's just say, for example, you're interviewing pitmasters, and let's say you do 10 interviews. Well, let's say you think, well, you want to go after the kids' market, you want to go after the women homemaker market, the dad market, the competitors' market, maybe the people who are going around the competitions. You want to do maybe Texas barbecue, Southern barbecue. When you pick your interviews, you break them up into different topics. So if you have your bullets and you say, well, in this series of 10 interviews with best pitmasters in the country, you're going to hear from a 12-year-old pitmaster champion. You're going to hear from whoever from Georgia who's won all the awards in Southern barbecue. So you're going to appeal on your bullets to the different segments of the market. Well, it might be helpful to have that in mind then, right? Yeah, sure. Have a plan who you want to go after and then when you do your interviews, interview them from different segments so the interest level on the interviews will reach a certain demographic. Not to the sales copy. You can go straight to the benefit without sort of having any kind of a hook, just like how to get X benefit or whatever. And then there's a hook angle on X blackjack dealer or one that you get called for. Do you think that's really important to have some kind of a hook in there? On the headline? On the headline. For the only purpose of the headline, you've probably heard it and read it before. I know there's a lot of talk about benefit-oriented headlines. The headline has got one purpose, and that is to capture their attention, get them to stop, and get them to read the next line. You don't want to be a me-too marketer. Sometimes benefits are benefits are benefits. No, benefit headlines aren't necessary. They can be effective, but like I said, it doesn't matter. Your main purpose of the headline is to capture attention and get your person to read the next line. That's it. That's all it's designed to do, and that next line is designed to get them to read the next line, and so on and so on. One of the things I'm always like worried about mentally is, do I always have to do different or have some kind of angle, or can I just talk to benefits? You know what I'm saying? Do you always need to be coming from some sort of angle? You know, people are very perceptive. People aren't stupid, okay? You know, you see a lot of copy out there. You don't know any better, and you're tempted to just copy, and it's that hypey copy. People are seeing that all the time. I don't like hypey copy. You know, explode your profits to the moon. People can sense that's BS a mile away. So I wouldn't go with that hypey copy, but you do need something somewhat dramatic and attention-getting that's going to get the interest of your reader. But another point I want to add is, after you've done all these audio interviews, the hook is you can use audio to sell them on reading your letter. Let's say you have your 10 interviews. You can do five-minute clips of each one and give that away for free, just like I do on my site, and pique their interest and give them a little taste of what they're going to hear and then under those clips of the audio where there can be a link for more information on how to get the full hour plus 11 other recordings with pitmasters from the USA, click here, and then you take them to your sales letter. Audio can be used to give away for free and to capture the attention and getting them salivating for more. What would you think of the approach of just like looking at like the top guy's sales letters and making sure your products have all their benefits? What I would do, and this is what I do with my sales letter, an interview always comes first. So you could go look at some other sales letter, but you may be copying a poor copywriter's work if you don't know what the results of those letters are. Just because you see it out there, you don't really have an idea. You could look for benefits and make notes of things that you think are definitely going to be important to cover, but I surely wouldn't just copy and model sales letters. You know, if you really want to do it right and you said it, the sales letter is king, okay? 
you need to get a skilled copywriter. Either you pay them to do the work, and you may have to pay five or six thousand dollars. But look, if you're selling a product for five hundred or six hundred or a thousand, that's a great investment. But you get a copywriter who knows how to write and is a researcher first, and who will do the interviews to research his product. But you may want to do the ten interviews and provide that copy or the transcripts to your copywriter and tell them to develop the sales letter from this copy. You're basically saying all I got to worry about is create a great product with tons of value and make sure it really gives the market great value and the copywriter will handle the rest. I'm saying that your copy should come from your interviews, from what's spoken after you ask these pitmasters the questions. They're going to write your copy for you. Copywriter can't just dream up copy. You take the audio, the transcripts from your interviews, and let them talk your copy. It's called copy talking, and let your copywriter pull out and assemble your sales letter from their words. I was thinking I should try to take this on myself. You can do it yourself. It's just you either got time or money. But I would definitely not put a word down on that sales page until you do audio interviews with the people you're going to have the product from, and let them write your copy. How much time have you spent on my site? Did you get to the copywriting section? I pretty much listened to almost all. Did you listen to Eugene Schwartz one? Yes, I did. That's what he did for Marty Edelson. When he interviews clients, he records the call. He basically said it. He didn't write the letter. Marty Edelson wrote the letter. He wrote the headline. He was a good listener, and that's what we're talking about. We're talking about being good listeners and shutting up, asking questions, and let the person you're interviewing write your copy because they're the experts. They know what the market wants. Their dreams are what your buyer's dreams are. So why would you think that you could come up with it if you have no idea about the field? You're just listening, and they're writing your copy for you. They're talking it for you. That makes a lot of sense. I would love to just be able to feel like if I do have a great product and it solves the needs of the market, it gives them what they want, then it should be easy to write the sales letter, right? And I guess I make it more complicated sometimes. If you've got a great product and the market demand is there, you could have the worst crappy sales letter in the world and the product will still sell. As long as you highlight all the benefits, obviously. Yeah. If you have a product that there's no market for, you could pay the greatest, highest copywriter in the world and he could have the most beautiful sales letter that could ever be purchased and there may be no sales. The market demand, go listen to Eugene Schwartz again. It's the market demand is the most important thing. So when you have that hungry pen, Passionate market demand, your copy doesn't even have to be that great. I've sort of experienced that actually, because I know it's like a little one shot deal site that I've been setting up. Okay, well, that's some great information. I appreciate that. I guess my last thing I'd like to talk about is as far as back end sales go, what's the best strategy to maximize back end sales? Like, I know with the internet, kind of the ultimate dream of a, a business online is that the whole thing is like on automatic follow up autoresponders. And eventually, you come to like, you know, you have your stable set of like three or four products or something. From my point of view, after the customer orders the first one, you get them into the autoresponder basically for follow up offers on the back end. One of my questions is what's the best strategy to maximize back end sales? Like, how many um, times do you send the back end offers? Well, you know, if you deliver on your first product and you really deliver value and you're not getting big return rates and you've got a kick-ass product that really delivers great value and you've got a hungry, ravenous market, your back-end product should be good as long as you can create valuable products that that market is looking for, is willing to buy. 
as you build your list, yeah, you should be making offers to them constantly or asking them, if I was to create another product for you in this market, what's something that you would like to have? You know, ask your market what they would like and create a product based on their demand, even if you have to call them on the phone and talk to them. And you should be talking to your customers who buy your product. You should find out how they like it, what they didn't like about it, how could you improve it, what can I do to make it more valuable. Your customers have all your answers. you just got to be willing to ask and, again, listen to what they say because they're the kings. Instead of dreaming up what you think they want, pick up the phone and call 10 of them and talk to them. That's where the leverage is really going to come in, right? back in sales, unless you've got a high dollar. You know, you could go two ways. You could just focus on a one-time sale on a $2,900 or $3,900 product and just have an automatic selling system using your audio that you create to sell the product. You know, similar to what I do with one product I have. It's a consulting training. It's a $3,900 product. It took a long time to get it set up, but everything's in place, and it's just an automatic little vending machine. And, you know, you never know when the phone's going to ring, and a guy wants one, and it's 3900 bucks. And it generally with this, there isn't a lot of back-end because a lot of the people, like in anything, don't really do much with it. I haven't experienced much of a back-end with my consulting training system, even though we tried, but it wasn't there, so we rely on that front end. As far as the mechanism that you offer and how you send the offer for the back-end? I don't think you could really mail too much. I mean, every day is probably a little too much. As long as you're mailing value, I think people will stay on your list, and you can monitor that. If you're starting to build up an autoresponder and you've got a list and you've got a good autoresponder service, people can unsubscribe, and generally the good ones will ask the reason why they unsubscribe, but if you're getting a ton of people unsubscribing, you know there's a problem, but as long as you're not unsubscribing and you're continuing to send offers out, you should be okay. But you can send offers more often than most people think. I know the demand for my metal plating thing is very high, and these people are just starving, and they're really dying to get this stuff. Should I be able to easily expect that I could get 10% of my first-time customers to buy the back-end product if it's a more in-depth video? Right in your face, here's how you do it, kind of course. I don't know. I think that might be a little high because you've got to understand, let's say 100 customers buy your metal plating stuff. 80% of them, just the law of averages, the Pareto principle, 80% of them aren't going to crack it, not going to do shit with it. So you've got 20% there who may have a high enough interest in it to really want more stuff. So let's say you mail out to the 20 out of the 100. If you get 30% of those, you'll be doing pretty good. All the marketing courses focus so much on, like, oh, it's so easy to sell your first-time customers. They'll buy basically anything. No, nah, I don't believe in that. So you're looking at more like two or three out of 100 more silver repeat or something? On the back end? Yeah. I don't have any golden answer, but I think 10% may be a little high. I'm seeing the incredible value, especially if you get into a market with a low-dollar entry-level item, and it's sort of like you add piece by piece, and eventually you come out with four or five different products. That's the money machine, right? Yeah, that's right. Or you can package those products and do one high-end package. And it's real nice selling a high-end package because you're not dealing with all the smaller-end sales. A guy who buys a high-end package and wants everything is a real passionate guy. And you don't have to deal with the people who are just barely passionate. And you don't have to deal with the packaging and the shipping and the customers and the customer service and all that. You've got to keep in mind as you build your business, you want your life to be nice and easy. You don't want to be stuck in your business with time. Tons and tons of customers and tons of problems and tons of returns and tons of transactions. That all costs money the more customers you have. So you may want to beef up the product and just go after the highest level of interest people, even though it's a smaller percentage, but you're getting more dollars, but it equals out the same, but you have less work involved.
answer pretty much all my questions. Yeah, but audio, it's so underused and it's so easy to do. And that's the easiest way you can build the value of your products to promote your existing product and to also create killer copy. All from your interviews, all from asking questions. And I've showed you where you can get all the questions from, right? Mm -hmm. And just by shutting up and listening and letting them talk. I really appreciate that. All right. Okay, thanks. It's Michael with Michael Sunoff's HardToFindSeminars.com and another bonus tip. How would you like to turn your $28 book or ebook or even a concept in your head into a $3,900 information product? I'll provide you the secrets on how to do this if you'd like a completely free 30-day trial of my system for turning your simple book or even just a concept in your mind into an information product that you can sell for $97. $197, or even as much as $3,900 or more. This system includes a whole range of tricks and tips to help you pack your audio program full of great stories that take control of your listeners' brains. My information product creation system comes with my personal guarantee that you'll create an information product worth from $97 to $497 that's designed to sell like hotcakes. This is a 30-day free trial. If you'd like information on this, please email me at michael at hardtofindseminars.com. In the subject line, write in all caps, $28 book, and I'll email you information on how to turn your $28 book or even a concept in your mind into a $3,900 information product. Hi, this is Michael Sinoff with Michael Sinoff, hardtofindseminars.com. Here is another bonus tip and a valuable service that I offer to select clients. If you can talk into an ordinary telephone, you can be selling your own high-priced audio programs in as little as seven days. This is the easiest way on earth to create a series of powerful audio recordings for your own information product. I call you on an ordinary telephone and interview you live on a series of related hot topics about your niche subject. I take care of all the editing, all the technical stuff, and I give you the finished MP3s or WAV files in audio transcripts. I only have time to give this deluxe personalized service to a few more carefully selected clients. If you're interested in developing and creating your own valuable information product that you could have complete in as short as seven days and be selling for as high as $300, $500, even $3,900, please contact me at michael at hardtofindseminars.com. In the subject line of your email, please write info product information in all capital. Make sure I have your name and a way to contact you by phone and we can talk about your specific ideas. Or you may call me at 858-274-7851. Hi, it's Michael Sinoff here with another bonus tip from Michael Sinoff's HardToFindSeminars.com. It's called an audio infomercial. Your audio infomercial, which I create for you, will sell more products of yours faster, easier, and for less cost than any conventional advertising method, and I guarantee it 100%. Imagine catching yourself at concert pitch talking about what makes your business or your product service unique, what makes it special, 
Imagine taking a professional recording of that perfect sales presentation that I create for you and giving it to your prospect as an audio CD or an internet download from your website. I can do this for you faster than you ever thought possible with my personalized audio informational recording service. If you're interested in this unique service, please contact me at michael at hardtofindseminars.com. In the subject line of your email, in all capitals, write audio infomercial, and I will get back with you with more information. That's the end of this consult with Corey. I hope it's been helpful. Please make sure you listen to some of the other consults here on the Audio Marketing Secret site. And if you have any questions, please email me at michael at hardtofindseminars.com.